you've seen it yet, but we have a really snazzy new newsletter and uh, for Eden Chapel, and it's not just for commercials, so to speak. I'm going to read uh, a quote from the margin. I just saw it this morning, and I told Rachel it's absolutely brilliant. It comes from one of my favorite authors. His name is Guy Jitani, and it goes like this. Properly understood, the church is not an institution. Praise God. <laughs> Let me read that again. Properly understood, the church is not an institution. It's not a business. It's not primarily an organization. Now, it's good to be kind of organized, right? And to have a plan and to know how God is leading together. So that's a good thing. But it's not primarily an institution. It is the community of Jesus' followers on earth, men, women, and children, filled with God's Spirit, living in communion with Him, one another, and the world. That's primarily what brings us together. It's the fact that we're a community. We're a family. And uh, this morning, we want to focus on that because we've kind of been, well, some of us have been spread out all over the place, and now we're gathering again. And pastors are always curious to see who shows up in September and mid-October. Then you have an idea of what your community looks like. And I, I totally get that. Winters in Manitoba are so fierce, man, if you can go somewhere else in the summer, totally get that. But it's nice to have everyone back. And we are witnessing this morning, we're going to witness someone entering, entering formally enter, entering into the community of Jesus. Jack Duckworth. You there, Jack? Whoa. <laughs> right on time. I will talk. a vow of commitment and a pledge of allegiance to Jesus Christ, a 
pledge and sign of entrance into Christ and his church, and an outward and invisible sign portraying an inward and spiritual experience of new life. Baptism symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the death, the sin, and the resurrection of the new life of the believer, a washing of regeneration, the gospel that saves, the changes already brought in a person's life, and the resurrection from the dead of all believers. So we say. Let's pray. Father God, today we are celebrating together with losing new life that which many of us have experienced before, that which some of us are asking about, and those here who are seeing it for the first time. We thank you for new life. We thank you for what you have done for us. Amen. Muzi, you have already shared your faith with persons here in this body of believers, and on that basis we are prepared to proceed with your baptism. However, so that your faith and integrity of purpose may here to all, would you please share briefly with the congregation your story? Afterwards, I hung out with Jack Dogford, and I knew 
Jeff and Mariel Duckworth invited me to their house to, to learn a Bible study every Tuesday in the summer. We studied the Gospel of John together with other students and learned a lot about Jesus and God, the sacrifice of Jesus, and the forgiveness and love of God. I started to read the Bible, but, very, uh, but not very much at first, but it helped especially the Gospel of Matthew, I find wisdom there. Reading Bible makes me calmer. I have felt uh, less pressure when I face problems and difficulties. I am not as anxious as before, uh, before and I'm not anxious about the unknown future. Uh, God helps me gain wisdom to uh, solve my problem. God helps me to get stronger, to accept the things that I can change. And now I can face the difficulties in life with a positive attitude. God is uh, making me a better person who is willing to help people in need, even though I don't get anything from them. Thank you, my Lord. Lucy, do you confess the repentance towards God and to the possession of faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Is it to the best of your knowledge, your earnest desire to follow Christ in death, to self, and to walk with Him in newness of life? It is. Do you promise in dependence upon the Word of God and the Spirit of God to follow Christ and to serve Him forever in the fellowship and mission of His church? I do.
some churches in some places in the world, people dance up to the front. <laughs> Just saying, I mean, <laughs> like we would not here. But it would be okay if we did. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for Lucy and the way that you have called her into your family. And we get to witness that and share that. That is so cool. Father, I pray that you help us invest in your people with generous hearts. We trust you with our finances. And we pray that you help us to be generous, to invest wisely in things that will really, really last, no matter what the stock market or the economy does. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And I pray that you would bless it so we can use it wisely to see people transformed by your love. In Jesus' name. When you have a family, um, you have offspring. And uh, when you get to a certain stage in life, the offspring leave the nest. And that's a good and healthy thing, although it's hard. I'm going to invite Kate Fernandez to come and tell us a little bit about what God has been doing in her life over the last year or so. Uh, for those of you who don't know Kate, Kate's been around you for a long time. How long, Kate? Since 2005. Wow. You get a pin or a star or something like that? <laughs> okay, we'll work on that. Um, and uh, last year, God led Kate to England to begin working and, and at, a, at a church there. And it's been a great adventure seeing her grow and develop. Kate, um, we just invite you to share what God's been doing in your life, what you've been learning, and what you've got to share with us today. So, I'm Kate. I came in 2005. I started with the youth group. My friend Andrea brought me. My family used to go to church. And, and so that's been my journey here. And through the amazing youth group here, I've uh, been here for 10 years. And Thank you. 
delays trying to run through Toronto Airport to get past when I got there. Like, couldn't get it in an overhead bin, so he called enough, but no one would help me, and I was standing there with a massive bag, and I was like, I want to go home. Um, so it started off a little bit rocky, and, but then I got there, and it was amazing. I was welcomed into this incredible community um, in West London. It's a place called Chiswick, which I was calling Chiswick when I got there, and I was quickly corrected. Um, I just welcomed into this massive family. They're about 250 people, and God just really blessed me and was so faithful in providing me with people that cared about me, um, and they had no reason to. <laughs> um, but the Lord just provided me with mentors to invite me for dinner, and um, through that I felt really sure this is what God wanted me to do. So when I went, I was nannying. I was living with a family with three children. Um, one was seven, one was five, and one was three. Um, and that was testing at times. Uh, I lived in with a family, but I also got to do church work. So I was working with a youth group. I was helping at Alpha, um, working on Sunday mornings on the sound desk. The churches transparently do a little bit of everything. I was moving chairs. I was serving coffee and teas and um, doing a lot of different things. Um, and I loved it. And I was also doing a discipleship year course. So every Tuesday, I joined with a bunch of other interns in West London from ages of 18 to 25. And we joined together in girl interns at the churches. So we just shared that experience sharing where we're at and the difficulties with our annoying vigors and um, all the things that we have to do. Um, and just worship together and pray together and we have vigors from all over uh, London with people from different charities come in and speak to us and teach us things about leadership and um, about theology and, and it was a great force to just actually get to teaching. Um, at the church as well, I was part of a young adult community that just exploded as soon as, like it wasn't because I showed up, it was just when I got there, a bunch of other young adults started showing up, and there was an amazing community of people who just, in London, not many people are from there, but they go there. Um, so we found a lot of people, just lonely people coming up to the church that, you know, had come from really comfortable backgrounds and then showed up and were really willing to be part of the family. And so I got to be part of this little family, and what I do miss is what, by, by being here, they really impacted my life, and, and it was just so great. Um, but it was frustrating at a lot of times. I um uh, is hard. Like being a mom is hard. I text my mom so many times over the year going like, I'm so sorry for ever being a child. <laughs> like I don't know how you've done it because like they're out there don't you? <laughs> they're hard work. And and it takes a lot, like I was I told them, I was like, you need a really good marriage to be able to do that. And you don't talk to each other, like you I just saw the different like the both bigger than the over there, one would be there, I'd be there. They're barely fucked up. It was unbelievable. But um, I lived in a house with them, and right on the same floor as the kids. The baths were on the other side of my wall, so bath time was super loud for kids' room. Um, so it was really frustrating, and actually, it was an amazing community, but you know, I had this massive call from God, and I, I got there, and I was frustrated. I was like, God, you called me to this. Like, actually, I'm finding it quite hard the work I'm doing. I'm not finding it that life giving. It's impossible living in this house. I just go in my room because I didn't. I was on the same floor as all of them, and I didn't really feel part of the family. And their specific family felt like work to me, so I'd always hide out in my room, and I felt lonely. And, and I didn't have anyone there. I didn't know a person in London. So at times I was like, "What's the way? Like, this is what God really called me to. I, I'm not doing any church work. I don't have any responsibilities. It's super humbling because I come from here where it's quite used in a lot of different ministries, and going there and just being." Just, yeah, it, it took a bit of time to think, okay, now this is good, but 
hard, um, but I've learned so much through it. Um, it got really blessed me after I was being a bit complaining. It was like, I need things to change. And he blessed me, and I got to move house, and my role changed, and it's been amazing, and I feel like I've been released into ministry. And there were two stories that kept coming up and haunting me. I feel like God does that to me, because I don't listen. I'm like, I'm doing my own thing. Like, what you, I'm fine. And so these stories kept coming up for years. Like, the story of Peter in the boat. He's on the boat, and, and Jesus calls him out. And I kind of found myself, we always talked about a youth, like, or youth, like, small group, um, my Bible study, and we thought, like, what do we need to get out of the boat for? Jesus is calling us into something, like, we're on the boat, we're following Jesus, but what is he calling us into? We can't just stay where we are in the boat. Actually, he calls us, and we need to trust him to go, and I'd be like, oh, like, I came to London. <laughs> Check. <laughs> I responded to Jesus' call, next, like, I'll just keep living. And that story kept coming up at church, and we go to like Tuesday, my bike, like my course, and it just kept coming up. And then just at the end of the summer, I was really in a place of reflecting over the summer and things slowed down at the church. And uh, I was thinking about, actually, like, let's slow down and think, what, how am I growing this year, and how has God been working in my life? And the story of the keys came up, uh, and I'm going to read it. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed to the sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down to Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He had gone to be the guest of the notorious sinner before the Lord. And meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor. Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. And so we did a summer camp. They're amazing in that they poured a lot into our team. They wanted to empower us as a team and not just show up, make the kids laugh at the team. They really wanted to invest in us as leaders and as people. And we brought that story up one day, and it really hit home, I think, for all of us. You know, I think we all we all try to we climb up that tree and we look for Jesus, and we are saying, Jesus, we're here. We want you to be in our lives. And then he's like, Okay, come on, come on, let's go to your house, let's go. And we're like, Oh no, but we've done our part. We're going to stay in the tree. Actually, I'm comfortable here. I've, I've done what I want to do and what I think I'm capable of doing, climbing the tree. And, but Jesus is like, come on, you and I, let's go. Because alone, Zacchaeus would never have went and thought, oh, I'm going to pay back four times as much. But through Jesus calling and saying, let's go, and he was rejoicing with God, that's when that happened. And I think for all of us as a, as a team that's there, it just really hit us thinking, yeah, actually, we do kind of do half the effort. We climb up the tree and we're comfortable. You know, I was, when I went to London, I thought, you know, this is hard, but it's easier not to say anything. It's easier to just sit here and go through the motions. And yeah, it's not great, but whatever, I'll just stay here. It's comfortable, fine. But I'm praying about it. God's like, no, say something. Do something about it. And when I did, he blessed me. <laughs> and he confirmed that it was the right choice. And I, I think we so often 
individually, but I think as a church as well, when we hit opposition, we stop because we're taught to think that that's when something's pushing back on us that we shouldn't keep pushing. And some opposition is great. Like if Lana wanted to get a face tattoo and I said no, like that's not great. I'd be like full face tattoo. I feel like my opposition would be just, and we should listen to that. Like there's times when we should listen to opposition. <laughs> Jesus calls us down and says, no, it's like, if you, like, together we can do it, and he empowers us to do things, and I think this year that's been kind of my parting line. I wouldn't have made it through the year without the Lord. <laughs> I was by myself in London, and, and actually, he's empowered me to do great things that aren't in my power. I prayed for people in the streets, and I would have been like, no, <laughs> before, and um, there was just a lot of things I would never have done, um, but actually I see that it's giving glory to stories of Peter and Zacchaeus, and that's just inspiring to me. We so often stay in the boat, stay in the tree. We're comfortable. Jesus, we see you, but we're not coming with you. Because he, he wants us, as a church, to go and do things that society says, actually, no, that doesn't make sense. He wants us individually uh, to go and hang out with people that are on the streets and, and feed them or talk to them or love them. He wants us to fight, fight the fight that nobody else is fighting. And we often, that opposition is just because we're trying to do it on our own strength. But we have a God who created the earth and, and everything in it. And I often think, like when I'm praying, I'm like, oh, Jesus, I don't know, well, I'll just do it. I'm like, he's created the earth. He probably can sort of just prayer about, like, tomorrow's plans, you know? Like, he could probably set that up. But often, I just, just forget to trust him. But actually, we've seen it so many times.
apparently following Jesus isn't supposed to be blocking. That's the blocking. Is that what you're saying? Wow. kind of disillusioning, but it's true. <laughs> I'm going to invite uh, the elder couples who are going to serve communion just to come up and sit in the seats here for a minute while we do a, a transitionary communion. It's, I don't know about you, but it, it's been a great morning because think of the progression of what's been going on. This morning, we prayed for the kids and everyone involved in education who's in the learning thing, field, and they, this, the tribe went out to learn. And then Yuzi said, I want to go public, I want to follow Jesus. Someone was coming into the community of God. And we heard a story uh, 10 years ago how someone who came into family and learn. And now, look what God has done with Kate. It's an amazing story. It's amazing feedback. Over the summer, we've kind of been scattered a little bit. This member has a body. We've been spread out all over the place. Now, um, I'm pretty sure it says in this table, do this in remembrance of me. There's a thing coming up. A lot of community tables have that. Do this in remembrance of me. And when we remember something, way of kind of pulling us all back together as a family. We remember what Jesus did for us. And remembering isn't just um, some kind of bringing back a, a memory into our head. It's kind of entering into that experience again. So I'm going to invite us, as I pray, um, the elder couples are going to disperse uh, kind of around the sanctuary. There'll be three uh, stations up here, and a couple of stations, one by the portage entrance, one by the sound booth. And Henry, our faithful rover, will be wandering around with the elements for folks to serve the worship team and folks who can't get up and stand in line. Um, we want everyone to share in this, but what we are doing, we are remembering how Jesus got us into this community, got us into his family in the first place, right? remembering his death for us, how he paid the price for our sin and made it possible to be in relationship with him. And as we do this, we can also ask Holy Spirit to fill us because he can transform us. Like Dave was saying, he, the creator of the universe can help us do things that we couldn't do on our own. That's part of what sharing in communion is all about, I think. Because it's God's transforming power. It should be an experience of God's transforming power. Now, when you come and take the elements, I encourage you to take them right there and share with them. And if you want, well, people will ask you, is there something that we can pray about this morning? Okay. So, if you're not comfortable being prayed for, that's fine. But if something's on your heart, you guys would love to pray with people, right? Okay. You're happy to do that. It's not like, they are eager to do that because that's God at work. Okay? So I just encourage you to do that, whatever God is saying. Let's pray for the cup and the bread. Jesus, I thank you that you've given us this opportunity to remember as a community, to come back together and celebrate the awesomeness of your love. We pray that grace and truth 
Show us how to live a lifestyle of grace and truth with each other and with the broader community. Father, I thank you that you are calling us to take steps of faith, that we don't know what they are yet. But as you do that, I know that you will empower us to do that. This morning, I just pray that the reality of the gospel, your grace and truth, would be on us, and that you would lead people as they seek you. We pray this confidently in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, Lord, I pray that you would bless the elements, bless the bread, bless the cup as we share it, and bless our prayers and conversation as we share this together with